Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Man on the Post. I'm your host, I am Chris, and with me as ever I've got uh, Colin. Hi there. That's you. Um, after last week I got Bad Grass Adam. Hello. Uh, I've got Ubifura Ross making his second appearance of the season. You see, Ross is having the same challenge I have. I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying desperately not to use the mute button on my own mic and, and trying to use the Skype mute instead. So that's probably what might be tripping Ross up. What? I mean, oh. sorry, what's going on? We said hello to you. Hello. <laughs> and for our first appearance of the season, we've got Portsmouth fan Emma. Hi. How you doing, all right? Good, thank you. Good, good, good. Did you go to Portsmouth this weekend? No. No? That's true. That would be an awful, <laughs> awful place to go into birth, wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine that the first thing your baby would ever see would be the pitch or something. Splinter. League Two football. League Two football. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to uh, Bristol Rovers v Portsmouth, which is like ten days before my due date. Oh no! Um, my eldest was born ten days before her due date. <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry. Fine, I've googled it. It's only nine minutes away from the local hospital. Well, surely they should have some kind of um, health and safety person there that specialised in this. <laughs> I don't know if that many pregnant women are foolish enough to go into football. I had a friend, who, or a friend of a friend, who um, uh, they lived in the absolute middle of nowhere on Dartmoor or somewhere like that. And for the weekend she was due to give birth, she bought tickets for the Glastonbury Festival, mm-hmm. basically on the proviso that um, uh, by law the festival had to have a trained midwife there. Her nearest midwife at home was something like two hours away because of where she lived. So she went to Glastonbury because there's a midwife that's closer. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you go. I mean, you know, League Two football could be the first thing your child does see. <laughs> and, and if it did happen, imagine this, you'd probably get a, a little bit of a shout-out on, on Channel 5 on the Football League show. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Adam Virgo could read your name out. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we should be talking about the Premier League's uh, action this weekend, and we shall be talking a little bit about the Championship, maybe a bit of Champions League, a bit of gossip, and our all-time Everton five-a-side team, um, which has caused some consternation so far, especially for a man who has no GCSE in maths having to count votes up. So, and someone who can't count five players on the five-a-side Well, that could well be the same person. <laughs> uh, I picked six people in my five-a-side so I had to go back to the drawing board. Stuart Pearce, when he took over as uh, Forrest, as caretaker manager about 15 years ago, picked a great 11 uh, on the Saturday morning till his wife pointed out he'd got no goalkeeper in there. And put David James on the wing again. Yeah, could well have done. So it happens to the best of us. Um, but we shall start off uh, this weekend's Premier League roundup. We shall start off yesterday. West Brom 2, uh, Chelsea 3. It was a Spanish 
trio that scored. It was Pedro Diego Costa's goal I quite like. That break and then slide into the goal. And then Aspilicueta. Um Absidodio was asked as whether the signing of Pedro is distracted us from um it was a, a sort of Jose tactic to, to describe as distractors from the saga of their poor start to the season, plus uh, Ava. It's worked. It has. He scored. I mean, and I think he set one up as well, didn't he? I mean, he, we're assuming that Jose's clairvoyant because they've been after Pedro all summer. <laughs> and if he is, then maybe he should have realised that he was going to balls up the Eva thing. So maybe he's using his powers not for not Eva. quite the best way he could be. So you don't think there's much trick in this? I'm saying that if you're going to do it, if you're going to, if you've got the ability to see into the future, <laughs> see the mistake you're going to make and don't make it, as opposed to finding a way to not to to divert attention from the mistake that you're still making. Well, maybe this is uh, some kind of argument of a predestination rather than your own um, free will. Yeah, you've lost. Well, got a bit heavy. John Terry had a good game, didn't he? <laughs> 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 I, I was just going to say, guys, were Man U in for Pedro or not? I think they were. Depends who you believe. Do you believe LVG or not? I think they were till Victor Valdez rang him. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably were as well. But we'll we'll wait. Lost. We'll wait. We'll wait and see. Mm. We'll, we'll know. We'll know in the next couple of days because. If they sign someone else and they're of a comparable quality, you'll think, well, they, they haven't pulled that out of their hat. No. Um, was it a red card for Terry? Always. It's <laughs> always a red card for Terry. <laughs> is he just, is he just specialising playing around, around 50, 50 odd minutes now in games? I think that's <laughs> it. He realised, he realises his legs are gone, so, you know, this is his way around it. <laughs> he had to come out for the second half and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> This will learn, yeah? I quite enjoyed last week. Uh, this is his fifth Premier League... He uh, didn't. His fucking face did not. Oh, no, true. <laughs> his fifth Premier League red card. Red card in his career. That's not bad. It, it, it wasn't nasty, though, was it? That's not but, even half a Sergio Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> but Was it nasty? You didn't think it was a red card? No, no, I, I think it was. But I think what, what, what did for him is the fact he was the wrong side of the ball. So between him and the ball was the West Brom player. Mm. If it had been the other way around and it had been a bit of an arm tussle, I don't think it had probably been given. Those sneaky West Brom players. Did you say it wasn't nasty though, Colin? No, it wasn't nasty, no. No, I'm not disputing that, but that's one step away from saying he's not that kind of player. And if there's anything you know, sorry. <laughs> It's that he's definitely that kind of player. Oh, 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 believe me, if, if he, if he wanted to take someone out, he'd just take him out, wouldn't he? Yes. Did you see this, Emma? Do you think it was a penalty? Yeah, I did think it, well, no, 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 I didn't think it was a penalty, but I've, it's John again, it's John Terry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I see him looking as mortified as possible, it's quite a good day. You'll find my friends here, John. No. Um, yeah, you, say, yeah, you will. I'm a, I'm a fan of John Terry. You're a John Terry apologist, aren't you? <laughs> I, I don't I don't care what he gets up to. Uh, I only care what goes on the football pitch. I, I like John Terry. So if John Terry is a mass murderer but could still play 90 minutes, you'd be fine. <laughs> if he was a mass murderer, he'd be in prison so he wouldn't be able to play. What if he was a sneaky mass murderer? <laughs> well, or maybe he could get out on release. What if he's all sorts of things oh, wrong there. Oh, oh, oh. Um, 
about fame by then. I don't don't mind him. But, I mean, the the thing that will be interesting is, now he's got the red card, Chelsea will be without him for three matches. If Chelsea go on and win the next three games, what do you do? They're not going to just throw John Terry back into the mix, are they? If if both defenders are fit. Um, So, John Terry might struggle to get straight back into the team. Well, Adam, not that I'm wanting to nick stuff from other podcasts, of course, but I did hear on another podcast that uh, Terry and Mourinho quite literally are not talking. So if, if, Ter- if Mourinho wants Terry to do something, it'll say to like a go-between, tell Terry to stand over there or tell Terry to mark like this. Yeah, I have, yeah, well, I heard the same thing. Ridiculous. All very yeah. grown-up stuff, isn't it? Well, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that Mourinho will put up with either, does it? No, or well maybe Mourinho's dad is bigger than JT's dad. <laughs> is, this, is this genuine? Yep. That that sounds made up to me. Really? I can imagine that happening. I can imagine it happening as well. Quite a lot of football clubs as well. What, John, John Terry being a dick? I, I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> Not just Mourinho being such a child. Yeah, I can see that. That, um, that Rondon looked good though. For he did, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, it was a good assist for the first one as well, wasn't he? Yeah. For uh, Morrison's goal. He got him behind a few times as well. Yeah, he did. Um, say the Morrison penalty as well. There was some debate. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What? He didn't. He used a force. I was, no, you're right. He was Courtois. I thought thought Begovic was back. I was confused. Courtois and goal. I let you off. Uh, Thank you. Um, yeah, he saved the Morrison penalty, but Morrison and Brunt had a little debate over who should take it, which always looks a little bit unsightly, doesn't it? Always give it to Brunt. He's got one with a left foot. Just yeah, is he know. club captain as well? I think he is, yeah. Mm. He's your best player, let him have the penalty. Oh, exactly, exactly. And Barahino apparently has put in a transfer request, which is why he didn't play yesterday. His head has been turned. Um, <laughs> and there's a, according, to Tony, according to Tony Pulis, there's also 15 clubs after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet Liverpool are one of those, Chris. Well, you're probably not wrong. I can imagine Healings will make a fantastic uh, forward line. With Barini just off the pair of them. Um, West Ham 3, Bournemouth 4. Um, my thought watching this game was if Bournemouth have to score four goals to win a Premier League match, they're in serious trouble this season. Um, Emma, did you see this one? I've seen the highlights of it. And what did you think? I think... I like the way Eddie Howe's come into the Premier League with the same philosophy that he had, mm. but they're not going to be able to outscore many people in the Premier League. So I think it's finding that balance, which at the moment is definitely not right. Yeah, yeah. agree. They're a nice passing team. And like I said, they've not changed the way they played in the Championship, but you can't defend like they've been defending. They need Callum Wilson to score goals, don't they? Every season, there's always one player that sort of makes that leap from mm. Premiership up to or Championship up to the Premiership. I've got Troy Deeney, my fantasy team. He's not doing it at the moment. So Callum Wilson may be that guy. Sorry, are we, are we talking about a different Premier League here where you have to be able to defend to do well? <laughs> no, we're talking about a Premier League here where maybe if you've got to score four goals to win a match, then you're going about it the wrong way. Mm. I think that's probably where they're going to come and stick the season. They're, I mean, they've got how old Sylvain Distin? <laughs> but could you not look at it and say that they scored four goals? And actually, the reason that a lot of relegated clubs go down is because they can't score enough goals. Um, they did that against 10 men. They conceded as well, didn't they, while they, while they're playing against 10 men. 
And they nearly let in an equaliser at the end with that um, what corner. What Borac's doing? Yeah. Joke of a keeper at the minute. But yeah. See, it's that about the West Ham keeper against Bournemouth. In yes! Because <laughs> he had 20 goals against Bournemouth. That's outrageous. <laughs> um, of all the teams that are coming, I mean, are they the ones that you fear for the most, or...? No, they're the ones I fear for the least because they can score goals. Okay. Uh, Karen Jenkinson was the fifth red card of West Ham season, bearing in mind they qualified for the Europa League through the uh, fair play <laughs> last season. Village effect is wearing, wearing, wearing really well, isn't it? Well, he's already been sent to the stands once, didn't he, in pre-season? <laughs> Twice, wasn't it? Twice, was it? <laughs> I believe so. Well, there you go. Um, Palace 2, Aston Villa 1, Pardiola, Ross, your man. Amazing. Especially against Villa, I was... D- Despondent oh, yes. when the Palace scored an own goal for Villa. This is like a double win for us, wasn't it? It was amazing. Fardinho squeaking it out in the 87th minute. Their new signing, Bakri Sacco as well. He's going to be good for them. Yeah, he will be good for them, wouldn't he? They've got a lot of those kind of players. As, as Tim Sherwood admits, he's disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they scored one goal for themselves this season, Villa. They're going down. I say this every year, but they are going down this year. <laughs> Well, Gabby Abonahor is Villa's record Premier League and goal scorers, which I think shows you where the problem is. <laughs> yeah, can't help selling your best three or four players every single season. No, indeed not. But, I mean, the own goal, he was hit at, um, it was Adma Traore, wasn't it, making his debut? He went on that run, didn't he, for Villa to score? Yeah. It was the only goal I know, but it was a hell of a run, wasn't it? Suarez, it's got some pace. So what, yeah. Mm. I've been too lazy to look this up, but I've lost. What, where did Ron Blair even go? He's still a free agent, isn't he? Um, while you were doing that Palace have scored 16 set piece goals since Pardy was named as their manager so that's more than any other Premier League team so for all their silky skills they're still um, scrambling them in that way aren't they mm. anyway they come for Pardy uh, Pardy I suppose so. take him, yeah well, was it fun to the Daily Star two days ago that uh, Ron Blast signed Southampton oh did he mm. so for who Southampton yeah According to the Daily Star two days ago. Apparently it's going to be announced this Wednesday. Sounds like nonsense to me, but we'll see, isn't it? Uh, Ross, it's not often that the Daily Star don't have an exclusive <laughs> five days in advance of everyone else. <laughs> it's in the Metro as well, so, you know. Oh, that's your favourite one, isn't it, for the gossip? <laughs> um, did we see the own goal in this one as well, where the referee gave the goal, didn't he? But the linesman, after some time, disallowed it, after much um, foot-stomping and toy throwing out of prams by Micah Richards and others it was the right but decision yeah. they thought Soccer Saturday alluded to the fact that they thought it was the fourth official hmm. I thought it was the, definitely the linesman wasn't it um, you might know more of them like I'm saying I'm just uh, it was Chris uh, Lara, wasn't it I'm going by the <laughs> frames that happened on yeah it was exactly <laughs> <laughs> well I've got, these are people who are spending their Saturdays watching football games and trying to tell me what happened when really they should be Using their powers to cure cancer. <laughs> but it was, imagine you're lying in a hospital theatre. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got a cancer, and this is your one chance to have an operation to save it. And you look up and staring down at your doctor's Kamara and Merson. <laughs> I'll go for Kamara because at least he's got a steady hand. <laughs> <laughs> at least you hear a nice chuckle. That's the last thing you'll ever hear. Yeah. That's unless Merson's had enough to drink. <laughs> Uh, Colin, do you see this game? 
no, I didn't. No, nothing, nothing to add from me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the next one, Sunderland Swansea? Did you see that one, Colin? Yeah, I, 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 I saw the highlights of this. And what did you think? It is a draw, isn't it? I suppose the only thing you could say is that... Sunderland are rubbish, aren't they? It, it's a point for Sunderland, <coughs> isn't it? It is. So, so, so it gets them going. But, but again, Sunderland, they can't defend for shit at the moment, but mm-hmm. they do keep scoring goals. Defoe again. I had a good day. I've got Defoe and Gomez in my fancy team. Do, Gomez is 8-9 now, isn't he? He's yeah. um, banging them in. He struggled last season as well, didn't he? It took him a while to get going, didn't it, after mm. he left and he was the main man. But yeah, he's loving it now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sunderland would be down and out if it wasn't for Pantillon, I think. Mm. But do you, do you not think that, like, if I was a Sunderland fan, you could look at that and say, look, I tr- trust that... I'm a bit annoyed it hasn't happened already because then you had all summer. <laughs> but... You could maybe take Advocate, could maybe mould that team, get a bit of shape in them, and maybe they can learn to defend a bit better. At least we're scoring goals. I always think that it's harder to get a team to score goals than it is to get a team to defend. Yeah. yeah. But who, you've got a very good goalkeeper there, but then who have you got in front? You've got O'Shea, Brown, or Coates, and then shielding them, you've got Lee Catamore. <laughs> exactly, so what more do you need? <laughs> It's almost like Baresi and Maldini again, isn't it? <laughs> the ingredients are all there. <laughs> For what? Just make, just make the souffle. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, Defoe's been really good for Sunderland. But just imagine how good he could be if he gets his PA. Because, and, because then he's not having to do his, his washing, his cleaning, watering his plants, running his Twitter account, etc. Developing his global brand... Yeah, uh, coming uh, to, coming up with his own business leads, picking his suits, um, filling the f- filling the fridge. Yes, um, security. <laughs> He's currently doing his own security. The fellas. <laughs> there was a job listing yeah. for uh, to be Jermaine Defoe's new PA listed. All right. I, I mean, I'm going to apply. Well, John Joe Shelby was advertising for a cook as well, wasn't he? For him and his family, sixty grand a year. Yeah, yeah, that's what this pays. Is it? Yeah, it seems a lot more work. I'd rather go and be John Joe Shelby's chef. So you yeah, would... but go on. but it means one. It means going to Wales for us. Mm. You could commute. <laughs> I could. It'd be quite a while though. <laughs> well, that you'll basically be um, scooter to uh, Jermaine Defoe's Kermit, wouldn't you? <laughs> For the kids, Chris. Yeah, one for the teenagers there. Uh, um, anyone see Ashley Williams' handball? Was Sunderland unlucky not to get a penalty? Advocate thought they were. Mm. You'd seen them given, but. It was hit quite hard, the ball, wasn't it? But it did travel a fair old way. Yeah. I'd have been upset if it wasn't given against. Uh, for me. Well, yeah. But there's always. Far, there's just far too many handballs given. Ah, now, hang on a second. This goes against something you said in the past. What's that? In the past, when people, when pundits say, if you're going to give one of those, you'll be giving ten penalties every game, you get upset at that because you think, well, surely that's ten thousand. Now, you, you can't say there's too many handballs. If there's handballs, there's handballs. No, 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 because they're different. Because what I'm talk- not talking about, this, that when I said that about that, I'm talking about, 
That I know what that tweet's in reference to, and it's to do with fouls at corners. Right. And that that there's a difference between what I'm saying is that the referees can't apply the handball rule properly because they're not intentional. Right. So if it's not intentional, it's not handball. Play on. Okay. Whereas if you're wrestling someone at a corner all the time, it's a penalty. Keep just give the fucking penalty. <laughs> That's the difference, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sunderland are winless in their last 18 Premier League games in which they have conceded the opening goal. So therein also lies their problem. Adam's point about getting better at defending, right? So. Yes. <laughs> Rings true there. Yeah. You could, you could either say be better at coming back. I'd, I'd probably say their best chance is to stop conceding the opening goal. <laughs> yeah, if you don't concede goals, then you're going to be alright, aren't you? <laughs> If you don't concede goals, you don't lose many games. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Spurs won Leicester, or Leicester won Spurs won. Um, Deli Alley scored his first goal since moving from MK Dons. That was a pretty good goal. And. Who's got for Leicester, Chris? <laughs> for the third week in a row, I left Marbury's out of my dream team. <laughs> the thing is, I thought he's not going to score for a third week in a row. And I put Shakiri in instead. Because I'm a hopeless romantic, if nothing else ever. Um. Um, lo and behold, Ma- <laughs> and lo and behold, Morris scores probably goal of the month as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spurs looking to get away with the win because uh, Lloris made a hell of a save from Wes Morgan at the end. To be fair, Wes Morgan probably thought he was at the other end. <laughs> um, who saw this one? I didn't see this one. Where are Spurs in the table? Uh, they're, they're probably a very Spursy mid-table. Did you see this one, Emma? A uh, fifteen. Ooh. The 15th, are they? It can't be great, they haven't won a game, have they? No, no. two points in three games. They're being more Spurs than usual. Yes, they lost the first game, didn't they, to United? Yeah, and then two draws since. They just seem very average this year. My prophecy of Harry Kane being a one-season wonder is ringing true as well. Three games, Russ. No goals. Come no. on. That's conclusive for the season so far. Myers has played three games, off the bench and got four goals. <laughs> Colin, do you see this one? I don't think I've got anything further to add from from what the other guys are saying. The only thing I could add, possibly, is that you know if Berahino gets to Spurs, then he maybe that could make a difference. That might give him spark. But they got rid of Salgado, haven't they? He's gone. Well, they're not losing any spark there, are they? crowd Scored for us. So, in yeah. fact, actually, goals scored by Soldado in, the, in La Liga this season one. Goals scored by Leo Messi zero. So, go by your Harry Kane logic. We should have, we should have sold Kane. Kane He's an infinite Messi. amount better than Messi. Yeah, Messi's finished. Well, Colin, who's he playing there? Yeah. <clears throat> well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leicester have got 29 points since the start of April, which is more than any of the Premier League side. They're not bad, are they? Everyone sort of sticks it when Ranieri came in. It's the shame seasons don't start in April. <laughs> they did this last season, didn't they? And then there was an awful six months in the middle of the year. They did. There was that September, wasn't it, when they beat United and then they um, they drew the following week to Burnley in the last minute. They were 2-1 up and then Burnley got a last minute equaliser and that was it. Their run started, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Deli Alley has scored his first Premier League goal in this match and at 19 years, 132 days, he's the youngest Spurs player to score since. Anyone guess? Bale. Well done. In 2007. It was Bale or Kane, wasn't it? So. Yeah, one or the other. Um, Emma. Yes. 
Your friend's Norwich. <laughs> Anything against Norwich anymore? Anymore. Probably still. Oh, you're the the Norwich haters, aren't you, in that corner? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, who's your hatred aimed towards this season, Emma? (laughs) Maybe three games in. No no one's annoyed me. I still don't like Tim Sherwood, so... (laughs) He's pretty much top of the pile. Yeah. Emma Emma doesn't pick them, they pick her, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably quite true, so there's still plenty of time for someone to... Grab your eye. Take me. Yeah. Uh, Russell Martin has had two shots this season, scored two goals. Should yeah. he play for England up front? Get my front <laughs> better, better than Messi as well. <laughs> um, I, I saw Jack Butland had a hell of a game, didn't he? He's, he's been very good this season, hasn't he? All season he's been... Well, it's only three games in, like you say, but... He did a no, no, it's not, Chris. We can make sweeping generalisations on three games. I don't know, you've not been on this podcast before. <laughs> We have to fill the time somehow. Um, he's had a good few games though, hasn't he, Jack Butler? Did we lose the talk? Could he fill Begovic's boots? He's and he's more than them. He's what, sorry? He's a very good keeper. We almost broke him the season before last. That's unusual for Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Get a player on loan and not do very well with him. He, actually stayed, he stayed more than a month and he was, he was just a broken shell of a man by the end of it. Well, he had to bide his time at Stoke, isn't he? Yeah, they signed him for quite a big month, didn't they, quite a few seasons ago? Yeah. Two years ago, I think. Six million pounds, yeah. Yeah, so he's had to sort of wait his turn for Begovic to go and warm somebody else's bench. <laughs> um, he probably hates Begovic, because Begovic sort of... It seems to me that Begovic just did that thing where Buckland thought he was going to leave for ages, and he just stuck around for a long time. <laughs> wait, so that's a cushy bench job. I feel, I, He's Stuart Taylor. I, I, feel, I feel like Vaughan have, probably has a similar feeling towards Hugo Lloris at the moment. <laughs> and if he doesn't go by the end of, the end of, the end of August, yeah. what have I done? going to start sticking knives in a doll. So do you think Spike plays a big part in the relationship between goalkeepers then? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was going to go and join Manchester United, but I think I'll stay here at Spurs just to yeah. spite Michel Vaughan. <laughs> Um, Colin Hold on But we talked about What Hugo Lloris did Haven't we Not Hugo Lloris Sorry We talked about What Victor Valdez did So we clearly know it does <laughs> It does doesn't it And then uh, Was there a little bit of this With Lopez and Casillas Last season Possibly Casillas is just A better keeper And should have been Number one Yeah I mean there was Certainly this wasn't it, Between um, Oliver Kahn And um, Jens Lehmann yeah, they were best buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, though, Jens Lehman falling out with his own reflection. Plus Khan as well. Uh, Colin. Yes, Chris. Your prediction for world domination for Nathan Redmond continues. He's had a hand in ten goals in his last eight league games. Five goals, five assists. Yeah. Nice. People, people mocked you two years ago. <laughs> But yeah. when they hear on when they hear on tomorrow's football ramble, it'll be the <laughs> <laughs> You're a hipster, Colin. <laughs> you don't even know it. <laughs> uh, it's it's oh. a bit like when I t- I've, I've done this before. I I, I remember um, s- s- saying to my mate, you know, it was when Barkley first um, made it to the first team for Everton, which was probably about what two, three seasons ago, and I. Um, I, I do a football, fantasy football auction, and I, I, I told my mate, look, this, this guy's the next Wayne Rooney. You've got to put him in this season, got to put him in the season. And he didn't do anything really that season in terms of scoring goals. 
And, you know, like three years down the line, he's brilliant now. Um, and we didn't get Ross Barkley in the fantasy auction, so it's like... <laughs> same thing with Redmond, it's just happening again. I'm sort of like two years ahead myself. You're a bit like sort of Jesus or Jimi Hendrix, people that weren't sort of entirely appreciated in their time. Yeah, or if you look at it on the other, on the flip side, I picked bad players at the time. <laughs> and then they just get better. Fair enough. Um, Watford nil, Southampton nil. I've just written meh next to it. I've not written anything next to that at all. Yeah, Did anything of any note happen in this game? No. No? Not that I can remember. No? Anybody else calling? Never? I didn't see it. I haven't seen any highlights. It wasn't no. on match of day two for very long, if that tells you anything you need to know. No, it wasn't, was it? It was the one they sort of had to put in because they had to contractually. Talking about spite in football, though, uh, Watford put um, Forestieri on the bench just to spite Leeds now. Who's he, for those that have never heard Fernando, of him? I think it's the first name is Fernando Forestieri. He's a Watford player who hasn't featured for two games this season. They haven't they haven't been accepted for him. He doesn't really want to go. Unless they come on the bench. Oh, you might get some Premier League football. Maybe you don't go to Leeds. <laughs> it's Forestieri, Italian for Forest. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing as well is that I'm not sure about this, but I'm sure that Watford are <coughs> top-heavy on non-British players or what counts as home players. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people are saying Forestieri may be on the way out. Um, is, that, is that something else that anybody's picked up on? Are, are Watford... Well, are Watford needing to address the balance and get more British players in and, and get foreign players out they're owned by the Pozzo family aren't they who also own yeah. Uzi and is it Grenada in Grenada yeah yeah in Spain so they use a lot of their players I think they signed Diamante as well haven't they this season yeah they've got 16 players in the summer and a lot of those were from those two clubs you mentioned yeah one, one uh, the cracking stat from the game yesterday Watford had 16 shots on goal and none of them were on target that's some effort that <laughs> We should applaud that somehow, shouldn't we? After after a while, I think you might that might be one of those things that you sort of ironically try and keep. <laughs> Just keep hitting. <laughs> if we're going to get anything from this game, it's going to be not having a shot on target. <laughs> I think I must have kicked the ball. If I kick the ball at the goal sixteen times in the warm up, I must at least get it on target once. Yeah, you'd hope so. Being as I'm a goalkeeper and a defender as well, so. Not looking good for Troy Deeney though, Chris. No, I think he might have to go, my friend. Yeah, but the thing is, I did this last year. I got rid of Charlie Adam after, uh, Charlie Austin after a couple of games, mm-hmm. and then he started scoring, and I couldn't afford to buy him back again. <laughs> and I think I got lumbered with some bumbling fool instead, so I'm loath to get rid of him as yet. Bad, but, yeah, Lambert might have been. Um, United nil, Manchester United nil, Newcastle United nil. Uh, Rooney had a disallowed goal, and Colin, you had a little stat earlier on about Wayne Rooney, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's um I think it's eight hundred and fifty seven minutes, is it, since the he last scored for Manchester United. He he has scored for England during that time. Um but I think it's something we touched on in an earlier podcast and now um again the likes of Master's Day are copying us and, and saying, Oh, is there something wrong with him? Um Did they say it like David Brent then? <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it's just it's just going through a Pretty major goal drought, isn't he? Yeah. Um, sell him. <laughs> Who'd buy him? That was Newcastle's first away point um, since February. That's right. It was. 
Don't do away games. I wonder who they played against in those times. Well, they had that, I mean, they must have played against some teams, but they must have played against some donkeys as well. Well, yeah. Well, February's almost when the season's flip over, isn't it? That's right, yeah. They've played at least most of the teams. Yeah, when did Carver come in? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. Pretty much then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, if you listen to uh, sometimes it is Parish Paul on the Manchester United Rankcast, um, he and his co-presenter uh, Ed, they're not too keen on Wayne Rooney um, this season. This season they're really disappointed because he's not scoring the goals, or they're really really happy because he's not scoring the goals. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of listen to decide for yourself. Does anybody think that Rooney's finished as a player, or this is a bad drought, or he's not Bollocks. a very good player overall? Bollocks, Bollocks what? He's not finished. And and it's just Manchester United fans, I think, just getting on his back, which is a bit shocking, really. Depend, you know, when you look at how he tried to leave them twice for more money. Uh, well, no, how the fact that he's he's clearly Manchester United's best player. Um, is he? So I, yeah, easily. So I, I don't know why they're getting on his back. Um, yeah, he'll come good. Right there, that's a better player for me. That's a German they signed in the summer. That's a better player. If they signed Thomas Muller, really, he's at the door. Yeah. If, he signed, if they sign Thomas Muller, I'm going to buy a United shirt. <laughs> I won't that far, but I will <laughs> like watching them. Yeah. Uh, Emma, is Wayne Rooney finished? Are you going to see him at your place soon? No, he's nowhere near finished. No? He's just not very good at the moment. I don't think he's going to go. You don't think he's over the hill? No. And I don't think... I think it would be horrendous for United if he was. You think what, sorry? I think it'd be horrendous for United if he was. Why is that? Because I think he's... The impression I get is that he's keeping it together a lot for them, now that they're sort of cast of 92 have gone. This is sort of the... For me, I think he's the new generation of that. I think if he went, it would all fall apart a bit. Do you think, or do you think if they, this is probably the best time to sell him and get a whole load of money, um, and maybe build a few players around him? There's no market for him. No, I don't think anyone would pay a whole load of money for him. You don't think, you think he's gone by at that point, do you? Well, no, I don't yeah. think he's, he's gone by. I think, I just think that there's, 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 there's very few logical places you could see him going, and none of them need a striker right now. The kind of right. position he plays in, that sort of role is filled at most big teams. <clears throat> he's not an out-and-out striker like a Costa or something. So Chelsea wouldn't be interested, I think. He's yeah. not going to leave England. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> or the North West. <laughs> so, um, did, anyone, did anyone else watch the game? Because I thought what was interesting is that Manchester United, I thought, looked a lot better going forward when they brought Antonio Valencia on. Yeah, last ten minutes or so. I flicked over after the Leeds game finished, and it was end to end. What I saw, Newcastle well, the, going for it as well. But because the the problem is, is that that it's the it's that balance in that that free behind behind really for me. Mm. That you, the pie's good and looks like he'll the pie looks to me like he'll be a world beater. He he looks like he could be that good, um, but Yanazai doesn't. They need someone to run beyond Rooney to sort of stretch because Rooney's not playing on the last def- the shoulder of the last defender. So they need someone who's can sort of run beyond Rooney. So you could play the ball into Rooney and he can find a pass if he wants it, or he can take the ball on and shoot. But Yanazai's not doing that, and 
Mata just wants to come in field all the time. And Damiel, while looking like a very solid defensive option at the moment, isn't isn't very offensive. In fact, there's a couple of times when Mata's passes seem to just completely catch him out. Like, like he didn't really know what he was doing stood in the penalty box and Mata passed the ball and Damiel, Damiel realised two seconds later he had to run after it. <laughs> He's good at sledging though, isn't he, Damiel? <laughs> Is he? Yeah, do you not see him in Mucky Richards last week? No, I missed him. He was, um, he kept pointing at Mika Richards' face or something, as if he'd got something on him. Uh, like a sort of bogey hanging down or something like that. And then he'd sort of, as the ball was coming in, he'd, he'd put him off again and try and sort of put him off. And then, when the next corner came in, he went to shake hands as if to apologise and distracted Richards again. And, um, uh, just as the ball was coming in. Mika Richards in not being the sharpest knife in the drawer, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so where was Valencia playing when he came on? Was he on the wing or was he more at full no, back? Went, what was he doing? He, he went and played right back where he played all last season. So who did he have in front of him as? Matter still, matter still, but the difference was that he was, he was willing to, he was offering that, that wide option because we know what Valencia does, he just hugs the touchline. Mm. So he was offering that, that option out wide right and when you've got Depay who will play, plays for a wide position and wants to drift in, that's not so bad when you've got Shaw going outside him. Mm. But when you haven't got that on the on the right hand side, you I think they need someone who would have who who offer a bit more genuine wit. Sometimes I think I find that a bit strange. I, I generally think that matters the problem in that team. Really? Yeah. Because he's I mean he's very well loved by the fans and he's I mean he's a fantastic player. Everyone would want him in their team, wouldn't they? Well, I don't have a problem with that. But I, what I'm saying is that in in, in its as it's assembled at the moment with Rooney as your as your striker, that you can't have Mata playing behind him because Rooney's not going to make the runs for him to fu- to sit there and pick passes from the pocket and find him. Mm. Whereas, and he won't stay out wide and offer and offer an option out there. And Jose didn't fancy him either, did he? There's a long list of wide players Jose Marino didn't fancy. True. Wasn't he part of the uh, Casillas clique? And give, give, give it a couple months' time and it will clue Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, further down in the championship then, Ipswich and Bol- uh, Bolton, but, uh, Brighton are top, both with 10 points. Uh, Ipswich beat Preston 2-1, Bolton, uh, done it again, Brighton beat Blackburn 1-0. Uh, and below them you've got Charlton on 8 points and then MK Dons, Hull and QPR all on 7. QPR won again at the weekend. Uh, Charlie Austin scored again, so... I don't think we can cling on to him. That's probably hoping for a little bit too much. Deadline day deal. No, yeah, I think so. He's off to Spurs, isn't he? Someone will stamp up the wages at the last minute, wouldn't they? Yeah, so I think so, sadly. Um, and then Charlton beat Hull, didn't they? And Charlton, even though they won, their manager got sent to the stands. 98th minute winner. Yes. Chris, you missed Man City and Everton in the Premier League. Oh, did I? Yes. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> no, in the match. Oh, no, they won, didn't they? Man City won 2-0. Yeah, you about Do you know what? Yeah, they weren't in bold type on my uh, list. <laughs> well, yeah, so, we'll I went straight from West Brom to West Ham. We'll cut, Sorry? Champ- we'll cut the championship stuff out and just go do the Everton, Man City and then move on because it's already half nine. All oh, right, okay. Well, Everton nil, Man City two. Um, Kolarov and Nasri scored. So, City got maximum points so far. Uh, partly thanks to company clearing header off the line from Gareth Barry. Hmm. Um, 
Are they the real deal this season, Man City? Otamendi would suggest they would be. I think they have started well, haven't they? Yeah. But they, um, they, they seem to be clicking. Like the players they brought in and the players that weren't really on form last year found some form again. So. Yeah, I like Nasri. I'm glad he scored. Um, I, I, think like Nasri, but... well, I think I'm in a minority of one, actually. <laughs> I would like something. Uh, I like it. I think he's got a bit of um, he's got a bit of the sort of Marseille street fighter about him. <laughs> he's saying he's very French. Yeah, I can't imagine there's many Marseille street fighters who look like they could could pa- they could pass for a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> what, what websites are you on? You need to upgrade. Lindica said that Sterling's already looking good business at 49 million. Yeah, bargain. And Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand said that City will be the champions. Or it will take some stopping to City this year. No, I'm still not sure about that. No, neither am I. But what I would say is I, I had some interesting talk about Sterling where he's now in a team where he doesn't have to do something brilliant every... T- or he doesn't have the pressure of feeling he has to do something brilliant every 10 minutes. To sort of justify his status, he only has to do something brilliant once a game, really, because he's the players around him are at a level that they're doing something brilliant as well. And if he does do something brilliant, it's also likely that one of those other brilliant players will take advantage of the brilliant thing he did. Yeah, he's playing alongside Silver and Aguero. Are you yeah. saying he didn't get that last season with, um, with Balotelli and Lucas? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I looked at the Liverpool lineup tonight and saw Emre Can playing. And as happy as I was to see him playing, I did feel a bit disappointed. He had to be assembled with that lot of um, <laughs> as well. <laughs> so he's far too good to be with and us. And actually playing him in his actual position tonight. I don't know where he's actually playing. Him. Adam, you had the game on earlier on, didn't you? Probably right. Yeah, I'm not really paying much attention to it though. Oh, fair enough. What, what I will say is that Liverpool, um, Arsenal have had a perfectly good goal disallowed at the moment for offside so that's currently if it stays like this that's four points you've got you don't deserve <laughs> <laughs> that'll do we'll take them every which way we can um, did, any, did anyone see the Yaya Torre pass for Nasri's goal yes Oh, that was good wasn't it <laughs> he was finished wasn't he Yaya Torre <laughs> remember that whenever he said that yeah maybe <laughs> he was just a little bit tired <laughs> uh, bit of gossip four yay or nays to this one um First one's come out today. Uh, Neymar to Manchester United. Yay or nay, everybody? To, to give me a date. Uh, all right, this season. No. Next season. No. No. Will okay. he not have a, a buyout clause in his contract? Yeah, it's probably about a billion pounds. Yeah. This is Man United. They can pay whatever, surely. No. This means he'll be at Chelsea in two years' time. After <laughs> uh, Pedro's fallen out. Yeah. Anybody else see this? Emma, Colin? No. No. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. The, I've heard the gossip. Um, a bit like the rest of the guys. I'm not sure. It, it, I mean, if it did happen, it'd be massive. Mm. But there's just something that strikes me as thinking it's just a step too far for Manchester United just yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Benzema to Arsenal. Because <laughs> pictures of, of Piers Morgan reckon it was going to happen today. No, it's not happening. I don't think it is either. Anybody else? No, I don't think it's happening. No. No. It's just the 2015 version of Higuain, isn't it? 
Uh, yes, he is, isn't he? He'll get bigger except, at the Emirates Cup next year. Except, except Benzema isn't even for sale. No. <laughs> Arsenal couldn't even sign the one that was for sale, let alone the one that isn't and wants to sign right now. Uh, Mario Balotelli back to AC Milan. Yes, that's happening, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Is that a definite, is it? On loan, yeah. Is this a Man on the Post exclusive? <laughs> it depends how quick I can get the shout out, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it says he's set for an AC Milan loan deal. Okay, uh, I'll scrub my last one, so I'll indulge Ross. Uh, Thomas Muller to Manchester United. Yep. <laughs> Anybody else? Not sure. Ross seems confident, but <laughs> I think Ross is more hopeful than confident. <laughs> it is more hope. Yeah, but as Tom, uh, as John Cleese said in Clockwise, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> uh, right. Well, we move on to our last piece of our podcast uh, for this week. Now, this is something we sort of chatted about last week and we're going to introduce again. It is, we're going to go for every single Premier League team and uh, we're going to put together a five-a-side team, uh, the players that play for that team in the Premier League era. Uh, this should be quite fun for Bournemouth. Uh, but this week, we've gone for Everton. Um, now, several of us have put a team together um, each. We've had a couple of help, bit of help as well. Everton fan CD Smith 789, who is not a fan of Aruna Kone, but he has put together this team of Southfield, Jagielka, Pinar, Kanchelskis and Lukaku. Um, I totted up some votes and in a goalkeeper, one defender, one stroke, two midfielders and one striker, we've got Neville Southfield in goal, Phil Jagielka, Mikel Arteta, Tim Cahill, Duncan Ferguson. The people have spoken, Everton fan, Adam. What do you think? Describe the people. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Ross has told me off for doing that before. <laughs> They've got the wrong guy in goal. The wrong, yeah. the wrong guy? Yeah. yeah. No, this guy was the reason I became a goalkeeper. He's the right guy. <laughs> that would be rude, because you're not of a similar size, eh? <laughs> Probably getting that way. <laughs> Chris, I never... When you when you were watching football, like when you set out on your journey to become this goalkeeper, was the Premier League around then? <laughs> <laughs> is this a right. slight on me or Neville Southall? It was in his infancy, wasn't it, Chris? Uh, well, I do remember football in the eighties, but Neville Southall did he not win the Premier League? Uh, did he not win the FA Cup with Everton in nineteen ninety five? So therefore, was he not a Premier League goalkeeper? Mm. When he had his little strop when he sat at the goalpost at half term. My main sort of my memory of Neville Southall is him uh, being drafted in by Bradford to play Leeds and looking about the size of seven goalkeepers in one. He sued his own daughter, didn't he? That's got to be worth some sort yeah. of credence. He's, he's a good man as well, clearly. <laughs> uh, so, what? Who, who, who did you say that, Adam? Instead, Tim Howard. Tim Howard, who's Tim played Howard how many years? Tim Howard for you. Emma and Colin. Easily Neville Southall for me. Good man. He was playing till. He was playing till 1997. The last year he spent alone at Southend and Stoke. But that's that's five years. That's that's that's, that's good innings. Playing though, or just being around, not really doing a great deal. Well, Emma, do you remember watching Neville Southall on loan in 1997? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he no. Let, let's not. Berate the guy. He was one of the best goalkeepers of his era. He was probably the finest goalkeeper in the world at, his, at some point in time. Can we just point out that his Can we just point out that his era was the eighties? It was also the nineties as well. 
It's, I mean, it's not any, I mean, there's got to be some kind of overhang between players that were first division and players that are Premier League. There's definitely some sort of overhang involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, like Eric Cantona, but yeah, more effective in the Premier League than he was in the Football League. You're more a fan of his early work. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when we get around... Like, when did the Premier League start? 92, 93 seasons. So Sample yeah. left Everton in 98, and he made 578 appearances from 81 to 98. How would how would you make more Premier League appearances than Southall? Has he? Must have and won less trophies. Three hundred and eight. And won less trophies, indeed he has. In the Premier League era. Yeah, in the Premier League era, he's won less trophies. trophies. Yeah, there's not really that much of a jump to make, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Howard's played at a World Cup. If, if well, you could, that's because you've got to rely on another another ten <laughs> players. George Best would have told you that. Yeah, he almost beat Belgium on his own. <laughs> and he would have been there if it wasn't for Mark Bowen hitting the crossbar with a penalty. I, I just this is my personal take. This is why I would say Southall's better than uh Tim Howard. Is because at his time Neville Southall could have played for any Premier League team, pretty much. He yes. could have played for any top team. There is not a cat in hell's chance Tim Howard is in that bracket. Neville Southall Ever- could have played for most, yeah, he could have played for most European teams, Neville Southall could. Was it the same Tim Howard have played for Man United? Yeah, look what happened there, he ended up at Ulock. He made 45 appearances in There's lots of players who play for Man United who ended up at Everton, that's just a retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I can't believe you're not going with the bearded Tim Howard in this. He's shaved it off, he's dead to me now. <laughs> um, no, Neville Southall, Emma, go on then, you've got the deciding vote. Neville Southall or Tim Howard? Well, Emma's young, it's going to be a different Emma's not even so, heard of Neville Southall. Yeah, I don't think that's really fair because <laughs> the only Everton goalkeeper I could probably name. Well, alright. Has Mark given you his team? Uh, yes, Mark's team was, uh, Neville Southall, Seamus Coleman, Phil Jagielka, Gary Speed, and Peter Beardsley. Adam, yours was Tim Howard, Jagielka, Gravison, Gravison, Arteta, and Cahill. Hmm. Hmm. Um, nothing wrong with Gravison. I had him as well. Would you want to, I don't know, that's true. I tell you what, it's my idea, I came up with it, we're going for Neville Southall. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's my default position for like the next 20 weeks of doing this. <laughs> uh, right, our one defender, I suppose you need some kind of cover. Uh, Jaggy Elka got the most votes. Anyone arguing with that? Yeah, Leighton Baines. Leighton Baines. Well, um, on this record, Jaggy Elka's got a better chance of being in goal in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind this is a five-a-side team. You're going to want some kind of solidity at the back. No, you don't. Five-a-side's all about scoring. Let's <laughs> twat that ball from anywhere and it's going to go in. I mean, I, I went with David Weir, but I could argue. <laughs> hey, I'm not alone on that. If you look you at are. votes, am yeah, I? There's a couple of votes, but but I, I would argue Leighton Baines has got to be in there. But I could argue you could have Jaggy O'Connor as well. Well, you did pick Leighton Baines. I, th- I think in a five-a-side, Leighton Baines, you've got to have a guy who's a set-piece guy, and he'd be excellent for that. I, well, I pick Alan Stubbs for that. I've got three of them. I've got Arteta and Kinchelskis as well. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so Jagielka got the most votes, but you reckon, the two of you reckon Baines and... Okay, well Emma, you're old enough to remember Phil Jagielka and Leighton Baines, aren't you? <laughs> yes. So you get the casting vote on this one. Oh no, why have I not got a vote? Because <laughs> you, vote, you, you voted Jagielka. Uh... you change your mind now, have you? No, I don't. Are you happy with Jagielka? Yeah. I'd, I'd say stick, stick them both in. 
You need to have a centre back in a in a five a side. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> You can't stick both in. You've got four outfield players. You're having two defenders. That's outrageous. Well, no, we're going to have one defender then. Right, thank you. Right, we'll have one defender. So, Emma, you've got the signing vote. Jaggy Elker or Baines? I would go... Uh, I prefer Baines, but tactically speaking, I would go for Jaggy Elker. You'd go for Jaggy Elker, would you? Okay. Uh, right, we're going to go for two midfield. Um, and I'm going to count Cahill as a midfielder. I hear no house of derision, so that's good enough for me. Because uh, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, your midfielder was Graveson and Arteta. Um, but votes here suggest Arteta and Cahill. I've got Arteta, Cahill and Kanchioskis. I've got all three. Have you? Yep. Push forward as a four, push back as a four. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we, all, are we all accepting on Arteta? You've got to be, surely. Yeah. Adam, you happy with Arteta? Well, obviously, I picked him. Okay. Well, you weren't happy with Jaggy Elker and you picked him. Yes, I was. <laughs> okay. You just getting swayed by the pains of him. Okay, so next attacking midfielder, stroke striker, uh, Cahill. Are we all happy with Cahill or are we thinking somebody else? Yeah, as a striker. You wouldn't want him in midfield? I'm not going on positions, I'm just having players. Good players, players. Exactly. Let's just do that then. Okay, so are we happy with Cahill in our This team? is an anarchy, Chris. You're too easily swayed by whatever <laughs> this the is next because... person says. <laughs> this is because I work for local government. My day is bound by red tape. <laughs> the five side that me and Adam have played, you need someone that's a bit mental as well. So Cahill can mix it up with the best of them if he needs to. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the refereeing is usually poor, so you'll get away with at least one. <laughs> Well, he can be in, as long as he doesn't do that silly boxing punch when he scores. <laughs> There's no corner flags above, so. That's true. That's true. Okay, so we've got Southfield, Jagielka, Arteta, Cahill, and up front, person with the most votes, was Duncan Ferguson. Now, I'm not going to argue with Duncan Ferguson and tell him he can't be in this team. <laughs> Is anybody else? I think he's got to be in. Yeah. Is there really both... any competition in the strikers? Because um, wasn't there long. Nobody's voted Rooney. We've had one vote for Lukaku. Uh, Mark voted Peter Beardsley. Peter Beardsley, Emma? What are you asking? Have you heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Oh, good. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not, not heard of him. Do you remember him? <laughs> no, I don't remember him. Uh, yes, he was in the Premier League. I had to Google this earlier on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not, oh, yeah 93. 90, 90, there you go. <laughs> Is that good enough, Adam? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and then some people put Cahill in there as a striker, but we've already got him elsewhere. So, um, so your choices are Ferguson, Beardsley, or Lukaku. Lukaku? Who picked Lukaku? Uh, Mr. CD Smith 789. But he doesn't like Aruna Kone, and I like Aruna Kone. <laughs> okay, but I'm not picking Aruna Kone in my greatest <laughs> ever. <laughs> I went for Ferguson up front. I don't know, Aruna Kone, he would do it, he would be good though, wouldn't he? He's different now. He's wearing nine up front rather than two. <laughs> no love for Francis Jeffers. I, I don't think Francis Jeffers' family have much love for him. Currently, who he is? No love for Thomas Radzinski either. Outrageous. I, I, I thought about Radzinski, then I thought, was he there long enough? Mm. Maybe I think we've also learned that you could play Fellaini up top. I think of the damage he'd do. Yeah. What What did you decide on the head height rule? Uh, the tallest person's head. Oh, right. 
So Ferguson's head. That might be a reason to put him in. I think we've learned that we could put a team that could definitely put in some reducers. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to face this team, would you? No. Who'd want to no, be a defender against Ferguson and Cahill? Imagine turning up that team that turns up of like the seventeen year full of seventeen year old kids who all think they're um <laughs> all think there's a think there's a Dan, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, your choices: Ferguson, Lukaku, or Beardsley. Anybody got any anything good to say about Beardsley? Absolutely not. No. Uh, Lukaku's were away from Everton, maybe. Well, his best years were at Liverpool and Newcastle, I suppose, weren't they? Yeah. And the Vancouver Whitecaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lukaku looked good in that away kit last week. Is that good enough reason to pick him? No, because that because they're going to be playing in blue. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go for Ferguson, are we? Yeah, it's going to have to be there. Alright, so our five Everton all-time Premier League, Adam, 11, or 5, sorry, is Neville Southall, Phil Jagielka, Mikel Arteta, Tim Cahill, and Duncan Ferguson. Happy? Just trying to work out how many of those players Neville Southall could be their dad. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> Who, who's the manager? Oh, go on, you can choose a manager, Adam. Who's your Premier League Everton manager? That has to be David Moyes. David Moyes. Walter Smith for me. I was going to say Walter Smith. <laughs> he could bring in Ferguson as some help, couldn't he? <laughs> Player coach. Oh, that would be a hair-drying session to see, wouldn't it? Alex but versus what? Duncan in the um, the hair-drying department. But he's friends with Alan McCoyce now. Mm. Imagine the banter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be Moyes, isn't it? <laughs> we'll have David Moyes. Okay, so, um. Have you got your that brings us to. Sorry? Have you got your hat for the next team? I've got my hat and I'm in a little rustle round, as you can hear. <laughs> and, <laughs> next week's team we're going to get a five aside for is. Drum roll, somebody. Newcastle United. There you go. So we've got to get a premium new gear Newcastle this is, United. This is really easy, isn't it? It's got to have to mirror Spiring. It just it just involves it just involves like Kevin Keegan and the entertainers. Exactly, that is my team I'm picking from, and no no other Newcastle team ever. (laughs) Okay, so we've got a week to get our thinking caps on for that one, and we'll debate that one next week. Uh, That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. So, can I just just to clarify for anyone who wants to vote, I think it's absolutely acceptable for for the Newcastle team. You don't pick any defenders. (laughs) (laughs) Rarely do themselves. Well, I tell you what we'll do. There, we we'll go one goalkeeper, one defender, three outfield players. Anyway, how does that sound? Okay. All right. I'm still not picking a defender. Philippe Albert doesn't count as a defender. So you can pick him. <laughs> Mike Williams is getting in my team. <laughs> yes. Imagine the tackles. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're going for Newcastle next week, and like I said, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. If they want to follow you guys on Twitter, how do they follow you, Ross? Um, at Rossbone 1984 or at Sports Show Pod. Do you want to give a little plug to the Sports Show Pod? Yes, it's a weekly sports show podcast. Um, this week with Adam and our friend in America, Eric, chatting about all sorts of sports that's happening. Which ones? Um, there are some. Just all of them. All of them. All, all the sports. All the sports. <laughs> no matter what shape or size or colour your balls. Excellent. Any um, Vuelta? No Vuelta. No Vuelta? No. Will there be Vuelta next week? I'll try, but Ross has a strict editorial process. Does he? Try and sneak it in. No yeah. editing whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so you can download the Sports Show pod, minus the Volta. Uh, Adam, if I want to follow you and talk to you about the Volta, how do they follow you? <laughs> Adam, SA101. Colin? 
Cass, C-A-S-707. And Emma, if I want to tweet you, Baby Joy. At Mwebs. At Mwebs. Okay, well, thank you ever so much, guys, for coming on. Uh, manofthepost.com is the website. You can check out some articles on there. Adam, have you got anything on there about the fantasy team? No, I've not been well. I've, oh. and, it's not, and also, my fantasy team has not been well. What's sick so, of your fantasy team? What's sick of my fantasy team? Everyone. Like, sick of you or you or the fantasy team? Oh, hmm. I think not that the well fantasy... Maybe a slight lie. I think the, fa- the fantasy team might be, um, might be playing... Did they have a birthday this week as well? Pardon? Did they have a birthday this week as well? <laughs> no, no, well, they if they did, they don't deserve any of their presents. <laughs> huh. Well, it's Mark's birthday today. I think that's why he can't be with us. So Mark happy, is... Happy birthday, Mark. Yes, happy birthday, Mark. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, manofthepost.com is the website with articles going up there. Uh, at Man of the Post is the Twitter feed. You can follow us and give us some feedback on there for uh, what you've listened to this week. Uh, if you do like what you hear and you feel like you want to give us some kind of review on iTunes, um, please leave us a review. All five-star reviews are greatly appreciated and somehow help bumpers up the charts. Uh, so all that remains to be said is thank you ever so much for listening and... Always remember to keep your man on the post.